speak for the fans in a lot of ways. I know how they feel. They're great. They're loyal. They want to bang for their buck. Welcome, everybody, to episode 52 of the Larshcast. On this episode, we're joined by Jennifer Sheffro, a certified hockey coach based out of Scarborough, Ontario. Continue listening as Jennifer bravely opens up about some of her lived experience while coaching hockey. Hold up. everybody welcome back to the large cast this is a special episode for today episode 52 um we're joined by a very special guest her name is jennifer Sheffro. how are you doing jennifer all the way in toronto i'm doing well thank you yourself not too bad good to have you uh, my name is tej dollywell as you know here with uh, our producer gula nanda a regular large caster nav desange and a new and regular contributor uh this is third episode on the large cast to Today, Ryan Catterwall. How are you doing, Ryan? Glad to be here, man. Great day. Yeah, we had to bring you back after that last uh, You'll Love You debate. You did really well, so uh, happy to have you back again. Hopefully but... I can come correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, the, the theme of today's episode, and it's a, it's a bit of a, you know, a two-fold episode. The first part is we want to talk about Jennifer Sheffro's story, and it's a very powerful story. Um, she's dealt with some sexual abuse and in the hockey culture that exists today that, you know, any form of abuse is not welcome. And her story is a powerful one that we should learn from and, and recognize exists in the current slate of hockey around the world. And so, um, Jennifer, with that being said, I want to open the floor to you. Give us your background, tell us your story and we'll go from there. Okay. So, um, you know, my name, I've been, Working in hockey for 20 years, this year actually. I started when I was 18. I got certified as a coach. And then I got my training certificate up to level three out of five levels. Um, And I started coaching. My first job was just fresh out of my training with um, the Markham Waxers. It's a novice team. Or sorry, midget team. And um, from that team, I moved on to training. Um, with the junior Canadians, another team here in Toronto. Um, and I was still in high school at the time with both those teams. Uh, from there, I actually took some time off. I worked in a few camps and, and hockey schools too. And then I took a little bit of time off from hockey to go into film. I, I went to the Toronto Film School for acting. Um, and yeah, that's about and then, it. For- and then so from that background in hockey, um, take us through your first you know encounter with abuse and also in your recent uh, blog post you wrote a more detailed uh, encounter um, where you were offered a role uh, a position you know a promotion really on the on the basis that you you did something and that in that, that abuse that we want to talk about so tell us that story I don't I don't want to say the details I want you to be able to, to tell us and Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I focus, I, most of the, the stuff I had to deal with was earlier in my career. Um, the first time I experienced hazing, uh, was at a hockey school here in Toronto. Um, I had, uh, the, the owner of the camp also trained, um, or was an agent or I can't, I can't remember the details, but he had a bunch of NHL players and up and coming NHL players that were, that were drafted, that would be playing 
the following season. So he'd have an, a rink for them to come out and practice on and play on, aside from the other rinks that were used for the school. And I was technically like the manager of the school and I took care of everything off the ice. And then I coached the games at the end of the day, each day. Uh, the, the owner sent me with uh, a case of Powerade to the dressing room of those NHL players. Um, and I knocked on the door. I never go in, obviously, as a, as a girl. Uh, they called, just give us a second and bring it in. I walked in and they were all butt naked standing in a line. And I was 18 or 19 mm-hmm. just 19 somewhere around there and it was like it was really embarrassing and awkward I'm younger like they're my age or a bit older and it was I handled myself well I went in I looked each one of them up and down <laughs> and um handed them their drink and then walked out when I left I collapsed and realized what I just faced and kind of let it go because I it, from what I knew growing up it was just part of the hockey culture you know like they rip on people so um after that I was working on a a team as an assistant coach and the general manager brought me into his office to like give me a progress report again I was new in hockey coaching primarily and um he started off really cool saying that we like the direction you're going we want to bring you up to head coach and to make that transition easier um we could make it happen if i performed oral sex on him he said it in different words but um yeah that was that was probably like a big like slap in the face because i i did not know how to respond to that mm-hmm. at all i just i just looked at him i i was 21 i didn't i didn't know how to respond to that so i i just left and didn't say anything, didn't respond back or call. And the day before I was due back on the ice, I was fired. Wow. So. And how old were you at at that time? I was 21. 21, I think. Yeah, geez. You know, I mean, there's just, like, there's not really anything you can say other than that's terrible. That, That shouldn't happen. Well, look how shocked, I mean, look how shocked we are just listening to this and we don't have words to describe. Imagine being in that situation when that's said to you, like, I completely understand when you're like, hey, I had, I couldn't say anything. Like, I don't know what to say now. So I could only imagine what you would go through in that, in that moment, right? Yeah, you know, I, the, I was in shock. I mean, the dynamic of human to human interaction, um, just even like a decade ago, you know, t- 20 years ago, was quite different than it is now. Now we, as people, have a platform to speak up. And thank you, Jennifer, for sharing your story with us. And I'm sure that it wasn't very easy for you. Um, But, you know, for our listeners who might have not had a chance to read your blog post, we wanted to bring this to the forefront. And I want to thank you once again uh, for sharing your story. How, How has the dynamic changed for you recently? Do you find it easier to, do you find it easier to navigate the hockey world? No, I still deal with a lot of misogyny and sexism and like men, I have a lot of like, there's a lot of egos in the hockey world, Uh, Mm -hmm. players, coaches, front office, it's all there, even media, I'm sure you guys know, and kind of trying to like fit in to the, the club. And it hasn't been easy, especially when I am, I get better results or better 
I, better results from like the players if I being the assistant coach moved up to the head coach in one situation or just like the parents coming to speak to me rather than and the jealousy kind of forms and it just it kind of kills the chemistry between me and the rest of the coaches mm -hmm. so it's like I can't <laughs> I can't do what I meant to do without worrying about stepping on people's toes mm -hmm. so Jennifer <laughs> Can I, can I ask? Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm just curious. Do you feel like uh, the culture has changed enough that you felt comfortable telling your story now? Or was it more of a enough is enough sort of a situation? No, I mean, I think it was more because at, like hockey culture is being attacked. And, and I love hockey culture. Not all of it, but there's not bad. There's bad in everything. In every walk of life, in yeah. every culture, there's bad. So like if we can't focus on the bad, if we focus on the bad, we get sucked into it. So for me, like I... I tend to like not focus on that, but I just, I've seen everybody attacking like the players and the hazing and the, and the, the sexual abuse between players and, or, or um, racism, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, well, there's another side that nobody's talking about. So I decided to talk about it. Well, Jeff, I want to ask you, you know, did you reach out to anybody at the time? You, you know? uh, no, I didn't even tell my mom most times, actually, or my parents. Oh. My dad played hockey. I was kind of embarrassed. Like, I didn't want to hear, you know, well, if you're having problems, maybe this isn't for you. You know how parents are protective. Yeah. So I just kept it to myself, really. Told some friends, wrote it in my journal, and, you know, went on with my life. You've been, you've been like, sitting on this for quite some time. Obviously, you wrote it in your, your private journal, I think you said, you know you mean, but you know, now in a public blog and, you know, with the, the culture on, on blast, so to speak, um, how did you, how did you deal with internalizing this much pain and, and the emotions that, that went with having this in the background and, and knowing that you've grown up dealing with this and then, you know, knowing that there's tons of women out there that are probably still dealing with it and, you know, all the, all the, the daughters and sisters out there, you know, even mothers, I mean, how how did that internalization process you know go for you and, and did you at all think about speaking out before oh i've been writing no. a book for for years and it's oh wow okay it's got okay. all of like all the stories there's a lot missing it it goes up to a really high level um high profile even but i'm not ready to go that deep but i do plan on publishing like my hockey story once i like achieve my dream so it's not all bad of course <laughs> Um, but it was like, I don't know, like, it wasn't even like a, a enough's enough. It was just literally like, here's an opportunity. People are listening. People are talking. Maybe I can inform them on a different, like I said, a different area that people, and I'm sure there's other women that have dealt with this. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's women that have had great experiences, but you know, I thought, I thought it was fair to make people be aware about everything and not just one side of. What would you say to women that may still be going with this, going, going, sorry, women that may still be dealing with this and, you know, going through this and, and, and even though hockey culture is so to speak on blast, there's, it's not going to change overnight and different areas around the world, maybe not as, you know, popular, uh, you know, cities that are as, as populated and and different places that there's still going to be some predatorial, you know, behaviors. So what would you say to women and 
in those situations that may not be able to probably to talk to people talk about it like um find someone within the organization that you can trust maybe another female and and go from there um but most importantly don't let it affect like the direction of where you want to go so mm. for me like my, my dream's still alive and well and i i all of these things should have been like no jen this isn't for you stop like the, the universe is against you it's not like there's too much resistance here but all of that just made me want it more because mm. it's like you guys are going to say well you can't do this we're going to mess around with you we're going to play with your mind and make you feel unworthy but no i'm going to show you all that here i am and i'm probably going to have more success than you and these mm -hmm. are to the ones in the past that Absolutely. i dealt with right. so. so so do you think um i want to make sure i word this the right way um what are some things that you drew on going through all of this that help you maintain your love of the game and and do you still love it as much as you did when you started or has it been tarnished um, somewhat it's been tarnished more so in the yeah. last five years than the last 20 but that's like i said a different story mm -hmm. um the, what kept me going is the desire like when i decide on something when i want something it doesn't go away <laughs> you know what i mean it's like when you're a kid and you want that big wheels toy and it's like for seven months of the year up until Christmas, you're expecting this toy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It doesn't change. You want that. It's happening. So mm -hmm. the same thing with me. It's just, I was, you know, 11 years old. I got a diary for my birthday because I'm a big writer like that. And I wrote kind of like a bucket list before bucket list was a thing. And I said, I want my name on the Stanley Cup as coach. Mm -hmm. So here I am. <laughs> you showed a lot of perseverance, Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of grit. Absolutely. Very, very brave too. I mean, uh, I just want to, you know, I want to say a few more, ask a few more questions, say a few more things on this, but you know, you mentioned you still have dreams. Um, can I ask you what they are? And, you know, well, I want to coach in the NHL. You want to coach I want to win a cup. I want my name on the cup. I want to have my own hockey school. Um, I want to work with athletes, uh, primarily hockey players, but I could deal it. I've been in an abundance of sports myself. So mm -hmm. there's the spectrum's big, but I want to deal with like the mental aspect of sports and um, just, I, I just want to motivate people to like children to stay in hockey and pursue it. Like I just love it so much. I think everybody should be doing it, watching mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? So I'm just an avid kid. I just want to keep pushing towards that. So as, as men, okay, you know, we grew up, especially as a South Asian male, I'm speaking just on my behalf here. Ryan's not South Asian, obviously, but as a South Asian male, um, I grew up in, you know, an environment where there's still a strong sense of patriarchy. Um, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, the culture that we were raised here in Vancouver in Canada, it sort of uh, allowed us to critically analyze, you know, the things we're taught from a young age. So for a person like me now, I'm going to go out and have children, you know, and those are the kids that are going to grow up in hockey culture? What values can I teach them to ensure that a person such as yourself, who is trying to, you know, impart your knowledge on them, that they, first of all, value you as a woman in hockey. And second of all, they know that any type of conduct, which is disrespectful is wrong, you know? So what, what would you like us to impart on them? I mean, just teach them to be kind to mm -hmm. one another, to everyone, uh, not mm -hmm. to judge and not to be afraid to speak their minds and to be themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and if there is a problem, talk about it. But mm -hmm. the, the biggest 
the biggest thing is be kind. The only mm. thing you can do is that's the only thing we can do for our children in any situation is teach them kindness and acceptance mm -hmm. to like all different races and you know like my parents for example my stepdad he used to I used to run track here's a short example and I was always winning my races and then one year I got smoked by this new girl that came to the schools the school like the systems where we raced and she was a black girl I went home bawling my eyes out I'm like I lost da 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 my dad so carefully said, well, it's, it's not your fault. Black people have an extra bone in their foot. It makes them run faster. You know what I mean? So he, it wasn't true. I was young, right? He was trying to play, like, make me feel better without making me develop a hate for someone that was new to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So just sh showing acceptance to others is, and kindness is what you got to do. You gotta just do. have to stop seeing people by their color or by their sex and just treat them as humans because at the end of the day, everybody has a brain, everybody mm -hmm. has a soul, and that's what we should see and a heart, you know, and, and essentially those three components are what make up humans and, you know, anything else is external and it's irrelevant. It's, you know, the color of your skin doesn't matter. It's, it's what is inside of you that matters. And, and, you know, hockey culture is just one of those, you know, cultures that exist around the world that needs to change and recognize that. And, you know, we already know the old school mentality that hockey represents, the old, the old you know, shut your mouth and, and just play and respect everything that's already in place. Well, that's, that doesn't work anymore. That's not going to fly. You know, you have to, you know, strengthen the foundations of, of a weakening structure whenever you see cracks. And, and right. sometimes you have to tear it down to do that. And, and no matter what, the end result is here, we're going to build a new and it's going to be a much better culture, a much better, a safer place for everybody. And, you know, especially for women and, and those victims of abuse. And that's the key message. I think that, you know, everybody that is speaking out now is trying to help change. And Jennifer, you're one of those that we really appreciate you again, coming on here, being brave enough to share your story. And, you know, it's very difficult for anybody, especially a woman to, to share those types of details that you know, have haunted you i'm sure over the, your life and but i hope you gain some strength and conviction going forward you know being able to speak your truth and seeing the support that everybody has for you and you know including us the large cast family we're we're proud to be in your corner now jennifer and thank you and Absolutely. you are a part of our family now too for being on here story <laughs> i mean that's part of the 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 whole thing of having a platform is using that platform to do good and 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 we're proud to be able to take part in that and again jennifer thank you so much for, for joining us to share your story thank um, you we're gonna we're gonna end episode 52 with on that note but jennifer if you want to stick around for episode 53 we'll talk some hockey and uh, we'll talk about the hub cities and everything going on with vancouver um, but for now thank you for listening to episode 52 everybody Make sure you follow LargeCast on Instagram and Twitter, at LargeCast. And I was going to release some information about a contest. Um, I'll save it for the next episode, um, just uh, because I got two things to announce. So that's it for episode 52. Thank you again, Jennifer. Thanks, everybody. Bye.